Welcome on into Salt City FC. I am your host, Jay Cash, joined by my good friend and co-host, partner in crime, Sean Walker. Sean, how are you, bud? I'm doing well, Jake. I'm uh, I'm separated by you a little bit tonight, but I felt like it was kind of important that we uh, busted out of our podcasting slump and we talked about a uh, soccer match, I guess, <laughs> in I'm New York City. I'm calling it a beatdown. Like I, um, if you didn't, if you didn't already see the news, Real Salt Lake was in the Big Apple tonight, uh, facing New York City FC. And they made New York City FC look like world beaters as the Blues took down RSL 4-0. It was ugly. Which, to be fair, NYC FC kind of have been world beaters this early in the Major League Soccer season. So we should probably give them a little bit of credit. Uh, Mike Pecky certainly did after the match. So. Um, but, man, yeah, this, this looked bad. This was bad. Like I don't think there's any other way to say it than I. I try. You know me, Jake. I try to say neutral. Um, uh-huh. I'm not necessarily an RSL fan, um, but this was bad. Like yeah, it was. There, there wasn't it, anything really great about this match. I don't think. Oh yeah, it was. The second half was essentially 45 minutes of playing out the string. That's what it was. Uh, when um, New York went up three nil in the 41st minute is, I believe I correct, I'm pronouncing this correctly. Joe Inga. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name correctly. I apologize. But they go up 3-0 in that first half. And at that point, it just seemed like RSL said, okay, well, let's just play out the string, hop on a plane, and get back home. Yeah, I mean, you you want to see and, – and Real Salt Lake's a team that has been very good, even notorious in years past for fighting to the end, trying to make something out of nothing, trying to find a spark of creativity wherever it is, whether it's off the bench or one of their established vets or whatever, and they're just – there wasn't any of that tonight. I mean, it – yeah, that – I, I don't want to say none of the guys I, – I don't want to say any of these guys were trying because I, I don't like judging people's heart, judging their their, their animal, their uh, – what's the English word for that? Their, their spirit. Their, effort. their spirit. Yeah, their effort. Like, I, I'm sure it was there. I think it was there. These guys are professionals, but it, it just wasn't coming out. I mean, it just was not coming out for them, especially throughout the second half. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was just it, all around. They were thoroughly outclassed by New York City FC, and uh, the the Blues are deservedly unbeaten on the year. They have five wins now. They have sixteen points already on the season. They are just rolling. Yeah, RSL thoroughly outclassed in this, and it's it's back to the drawing board, Sean. I, I know after the winning against Vancouver on Saturday, Mike Pecky said that the whole talk about mentality that kind of dominated the conversation leading up to that match was to be thrown out the window the fact of the matter is sean after tonight you gotta go right back to that because the mentality was an issue yeah i mean this team took a step back tonight and and they're having this weird like almost schadenfreude between when they're at home versus when they're on the road i mean this this looks like a completely different home team versus road team right now especially based off of a couple weeks ago in toronto and then obviously tonight in New York City, RSL has been outscored 14 to six on the season, but that margin is eight to two when away from when away from the riot. Yeah, eight to they've been outscored eight to two away from Rio Tinto Stadium. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, you you take away, I mean, you take away that five one home loss to LAFC, which whether it was deserved or not, we can debate from now until the end of time. But but for the most part. 
Real Salt Lake's managed to pick up points. They've managed to get results. They've managed to get wins even at home. And it's been with this gritty, defensive, shape-holding style um, that doesn't always look pretty. I'm sure a lot of fans would agree with me on that. But it gets results. And at the end of the day, I think results are the prettiest thing about a soccer game. Uh, that, that That feels like it goes out the window when they go on the road. I mean tonight yeah. in tonight in particular I understand that that Yankee Stadium's a weird place to play soccer but RSL just wasn't they weren't holding their defensive shape they were they were reacting too much uh two cities uh forwards I feel like kind of chasing the game too much um and it just they just this didn't look like the same team from last Saturday no, absolutely. And Sean, to pull a little bit of, of a comparison to the other pro team in the state of Utah, the Utah Jazz, earlier this season, they were absolutely horrendous on the road. And they're staring a third seed in the Western Conference playoffs coming up here in the face if, the, if they can win against Portland tonight. We're recording right before the game's about to start. But they have completely turned it around. They, in the kind of the latter half of the season on the road, the Utah Jazz are 15 and 1. So. That's good, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Let's put it that way. So I'm hoping that RSL can find something that can give them an answer to how how to grind out results on the road. In soccer, as they always say, you want ties on the road and and wins at home, and that's a that's a key for success when it comes to MLS play. So if RSL can even find a way to start grinding out draws on the road, that would be a big thing for them because, it, like you mentioned, there it's eight to two when they're away from home this season, and in their three losses, Sean, if you want to expand that even more, the three losses this year they've been outscored 12 to 2 so it, it's just it's it's not pretty right now for, for real salt lake they got to figure something out yeah it's almost like that first goal is crucial for this rsl team i don't know if that's if there's something psychologically in there um again i i don't want to doubt especially the 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 psyche or the mentality of a professional athlete that's that's very much not my place at all uh but this team just they they look different in losses than they do in wins they look different when they're facing a little bit of adversity they just they play differently Okay, and not, let's not bag completely on RSL here, Sean, because uh, Luis Silva had a chance in the fourth minute, a golden chance to score a goal. Sean Johnson lucky to get his shin pad on that and deflect it out for a corner. A um, couple other opportunities later in the match, uh, most notably that header for Sebastian Saucedo that was that was cleared off the line. There were chances for RSL to score goals in this match. The tough part is, is the chances were too far between opportunities to score. You'd see him give the chance in the fourth minute. Well, after that fourth minute chance for Luis Silva, the rest of the first half was all New York City. It was just, and then in the early in the second half, um, Corey Baird gets a chance on goal. He has it. He has it. Forces uh, Sean Johnson into a nice save. Then after that, they get they go they get under the gun again. So. They need to figure out their, the possession game that would help them quite a bit and how to generate chances on the road because, like I said, there, there were chances for them to score goals in this match, but they were too far between opportunities. Yeah, they're just, they're, there wasn't that kind of specialness that I think characterizes a lot of, uh, a lot of RSL teams. And, and you know me, Jake, in my, in my day job, I cover a lot of college football and there's a quote by a, uh, a certain, uh, college football legend we'll say, um, here okay. that, that I think, uh, kind of relates to this. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special. 
<laughs> there he is. There's the pirate himself. Yeah, in the words in the words of Washington State coach and BYU alum Mike Leach, there's just there wasn't there just wasn't anything special about this performance tonight. No, absolutely not. It just it's one of those ones you kind of just ball up and throw it in the trash. Um, I know that Mike Pecky will stress over this. He's going to watch the film multiple times. He'll be looking for anything he can pull away from it. But uh, there are times, Sean, that I've heard other professional coaches, even collegiate coaches, my day job as well, where I've heard coaches say, "Yeah, this type of a this game or this effort, we're going to just th- leave this in the rearview mirror. We're throwing it away. We're not even looking at the tape. We're moving on." And I'm not going to lie, Sean, this New York loss might be one of those times Mike Petkey does that. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I think the good news for Salt Lake is, again, and to, to paraphrase Petkey, I don't think this is a cop-out. I think this is legit. Uh, New York City FC is good. I mean, they've been yes. building this. They've been slowly building up to this for years and years to come. A loss on the road to NYCFC at, you know, right now. It's not killer. It doesn't destroy Real Salt Lake's playoff chances. It doesn't wreck their season. I mean, I see a lot of this on Twitter of, of just angsting and, and hand-wringing and, and fire everybody and whatever. I, I don't think it's time to panic with this squad just yet. Uh, and most importantly, that's because if you look at the Western Conference right now, Jake, um, whether the Beasts are truly in the East or whether the West just has parity, RSL's right in the thick of things right now. Yeah, Sporting Kansas City starting to pull ahead a little bit, a little more than a month into the season, but but right in a big pack within about four points of each other. You've got Vancouver, L.A., RSL, LAFC, uh, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado's right behind that, their next opponent. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've, got, you've got just this huge clump in the Western Conference that if – if anybody, and Real Salt Lake's included in that anybody, if anybody can figure things out right now, they've got a chance to really put in a serious run. Exactly, and that's that's the that's the good news for this. This opening slate of games for RSL has been kind of a miniature gauntlet. They've played some of the better teams in this league. New York City FC, Vancouver, LAFC, when they played RSL, looked really good. Um, their results since then haven't been great, but they still got plenty of talent. I think FC Dallas is still an underrated club. So RSL has been through a little bit of a gauntlet here, Sean. And they now, now they have 10 days off before they host Colorado in the, in the first leg of the Rocky Mountain Cup rivalry. Um to go out and pick up a home win against Colorado and kind of jumpstart things, considering um, I believe it was Trey Fitzgerald tweeted out, RSL plays five of these next seven on the road. So when you're at home in this stretch, which is Colorado in their next match, you need to get all three points. Yeah, and I think I think uh, a lot of that is kind of what Albert Rusnak touched on in his uh, sideline post-match interview uh, there with a, a little new face to the Real Salt Lake family. I think. Yeah, I absolutely. Think. A new uh, new sideline reporter. Yeah, um, Samantha Yarick. Is that correct? Yeah, you, did I correctly pronounce Yer- her name? Yarick or Yarick or G- I'm I'm not entirely certain. Sam, uh, hit us up on Twitter at at S Yarick. I think she is. Hit us up on yes, Twitter S. so S. that Yarick. we know how to pronounce your name next time. Uh, we won't ruin it. But uh, I'd I'd like to actually play some of that audio that I grabbed because I I think Albert's reaction was perfect, and then we'll kind of move on from this match. Okay. Go for it. tonight what are your takeaways from this one not a lot to be honest uh, we started the game badly uh, and then you know after a 3-0 first half it's tough to come back 
we tried to fight the second half and trying to get a goal, but uh, New York City was better today and uh, fully deserved the win. And what are some things you want to work on in this 10-day break before your next one at home against Colorado? Yeah, we have to get back to how we played uh, towards the end of the last season. You know, our soccer is not there yet. Um, we do get results at home, though, but it's it's not in a style we want to. And uh, next home, next game is at home, if I'm correct. So yeah, we'll be looking to bounce back like we did from uh, from LAFC and uh, Toronto loss. Lastly, as you were walking off the field, Patrick Vieira put his arm around you. What did he say to you on your walkout? I uh, just said good luck for the rest of the season, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I'll probably have a maybe a chat with him afterwards, but uh, yeah, there's not much that uh, I want to talk about right now. Well, there you go. I, I think he speaks truth. I, I, and I did a write-up for my day job on 1280thezone.com. Well, part of my day job, I did a write-up on this match. And I included that audio there. And I, I think he speaks absolute truth. I, I love listening to Albert Rusnak talk, Sean. I think you do too, because he does not mince words. He calls out uh, his team when he needs to. And he also praises them when, when it's warranted. And tonight, needed a little bit of um, some biting criticism. And there it was. Yeah, I, I think Real Salt Lake's going to need that over the next 10 days. They're going to need people to really step up, lay into some of the younger guys, some of the just lax defensive efforts that there were out there. Um, and then those younger guys, I think, need to listen uh, in addition to that because yeah. Salt Lake's, Real Salt Lake's got guys to do that. Albert Rusnak certainly can do that. He's proven that both over in Europe and in his time with his national team. He, he needs to maybe do a little more of that with Real Salt Lake. Kyle Beckerman's a guy who can do that. Nick Ramondo uh, has occasionally been a guy who can do that. Uh, now I think it's also on the younger guys to kind of take that in and listen and figure out what needs to change in time for next weekend's Rocky Mountain Cup against Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jake, let's, let's move on from this match, I think. Okay and uh, focus on this weekend because I've got a uh, I've got a player who's coming into town her hometown uh, to play on Saturday from Chicago oh well I think we mentioned her on Monday right yeah, we might have a little bit. So uh, Michelle Murphy-Vasconcelos, former BYU star, prepped it out to high school. She's actually going to be coming into town this Saturday, 1.30 p.m., for the Utah Royals' inaugural home match at Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, that's the lifetime game of the week there. You'll be there. I'll be there. We'll all be there as one big happy family. Um, a sold-out crowd will be there. I was just mm-hmm. told from RSL Communications that they've uh, opened up standing room-only tickets. Um, so they're planning on packing that place. There's a Rachel Platten concert afterwards, which I know gets you really excited because uh, your ringtone is fight song, from what I understand. Or the other way around. It's something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so let's let's uh, look ahead to that match. What are, what are you kind of – what are you kind of looking forward to with the Royals, who are they're 0 and 2 on the year, playing a Chicago side that's 0 1 and 1, so also struggling a little bit in NWSL play, uh, and just what what do you think kind of needs to happen with this first match? Uh, well, Sean, I think you already mentioned it right there. Is the the fact that if there's a standing room only crowd for their Debut as the as the Utah Royals at Rio Tinto Stadium. That means twenty thousand plus Utahns or people in the 
general area, some maybe some southern Idaho and Wyoming folks want to come see pro women's soccer. And that is great news for a franchise that's just starting things here along the Wasatch Front. So yeah, the, my biggest take my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is seeing this crowd on Saturday and the energy that I'm expecting them to have for this new pro franchise. You and I both have kind of seen RSL kind of grow up before our eyes when they started out in 2005 to where they are now in 2018. So I think I honestly think that the Utah Royals are going to be a smash hit right away. Whereas RSL had to kind of build their rep as they kind of went along. I think the Royals are set to rock and roll right from the beginning. No, I think that's certainly the case. And it should be noted uh, the the stadium's going to be configured a little bit differently for a post-match concert with Rachel Platten. So it'll probably be about 18,000, 18,500, uh, which is the official sellout. They've got to take some seats away for the stage. Um, yeah. But either way, I mean, we're, we're getting about 23. We're probably going to wind up with close to 20,000 people in that stadium packed. Uh, it, just the showing of women's soccer in America in the sixth year of the National Women's Soccer League, uh, I think this is great for the game. I think this is great for the league, and I think it's great for the Royals that they can draw uh, that many in their debut home match. They've sold uh, nearly 5,000 season tickets as well, so most of this crowd should be coming back. If they can put on a good show on Saturday, I dare say the majority of that crowd should be coming back for for weeks and weeks to come. They've got 12 12 matches at home, I think it is, Mm -hmm. um, off the top of my head. And, yeah, I I think with a good show, a good result, uh, some some positive attacking soccer, maybe something unlike what we saw tonight in New York City, um, I think this home crowd could go home happy and want to come back. So I'm in whole agreement with you. Well, so I I can tell you right now, Sean, I know of three um, individuals that they they like soccer. They're big soccer fans. They watch kind of internationally, but they don't have interest in having season tickets to Real Salt Lake. But all three of these individuals have season tickets to the Utah Royals. Boom. That's what's I, up. I, I don't think it's anything against Real Salt Lake. I just think that they're more interested in pro women's soccer, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pay for it. They're gonna go out and support this team. And uh, if I if I know of those three, well, okay, guess what? If you can multiply that, yeah, that's that's very very good news for a brand new franchise. Deloitte Hansen has put a lot of money into getting this franchise off the ground in very short in a very short window of time, all things considered. And I think this Saturday is gonna be a big payoff for his investment and for the investment of the fans. Well, my, my, my. (laughs) Nice, I like it. My, 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 indeed. So definitely really excited. You're excited. I'm excited. I think a lot of us are excited to see kind of this new era in soccer on the Wasatch Front. So Saturday, 1.30 p.m., Rio Tinto Stadium. That's Utah Royals FC and the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, Hopefully it's a better better payoff than, uh, than what we saw tonight with Real Salt Lake. Uh, getting trashed in the Bronx by New York City FC. Yeah, absolutely. No, let's let's hope so. I, I hope that they can go out and get a win, get the first win in franchise history. So we'll see what happens. Um, on that note, Jake, let's bring in uh, former BYU star and current Chicago Red Stars midfielder Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos, who's going to be making her. Rio Tinto debut with the Red Stars uh, in that match at Utah Royals FC. 
Joining us now on the line here on the Salt City FC podcast, all the way from the Windy City, Chicago, uh, but a girl who's coming home this weekend, this Saturday, 1.30 p.m. at Rio Tinto Stadium to play for the Chicago Red Stars against the Utah Royals FC. Uh, Michelle Vasconcelos, we know her now. Michelle Murphy, as we used to know her in high school and then in her career with BYU Women's Soccer. Either way, we'll still call her Murph. Thanks so much for joining us on the uh, podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is really exciting for us, really exciting, uh, kind of exciting for you, I think, too. Certainly really exciting for your opponent this weekend, uh, Utah Royal, the Utah Royals FC, as they get ready for their inaugural home opener. And I just, I got to be honest, Murph, I just think this is a really fun storyline, um, having a local girl sort of come home for the first match of this expansion club season. When you saw... And I know you guys try to focus on week to week, one game at a time, um, all Uh those other things. But when you saw uh, your team, the Chicago Red Stars, coming over to play at Rio Tinto Stadium against this new Utah side, uh, be honest, did did that make you a little bit excited? Maybe a little bit more than normal? Just a little, yeah. So, I mean, this is obviously the first year of the Royals, and so coming to Chicago and then having the schedule come out, I don't want to say the first thing I did was check like when I would be coming home, but it might have been. Um, And so I was so excited, especially being the home opener. Like, that's huge. And so it kind of, not that I'm writing a story, but, I mean, if I was, I I feel like I couldn't have written it any better. Yeah, certainly. So, uh, and and this is also uh, one of your first games in the league because you somewhat famously – uh, you, so you were drafted with the first first pick of the second round of the NWSL College draft last year, and then somewhat famously you deferred a year uh, because you and your husband Pedro, who also played soccer at BYU, were expecting your first child. Um, so give us a quick update. How's the baby doing? I see pictures on Instagram floating around every now and then, mostly from Pedro. Uh, so she seems to be doing pretty well, but how is everything there? Um, and, and then also with this being, I guess, your de facto rookie season, um, how's it going so far? Um, okay, so Scarlett, she's doing well. She just turned eight months, and she's crawling now and standing up in her crib when she should be going to bed. Oh, poor so mom. That's been, yes, that's been fun. She, I just feel like she gets more and more fun like each new stage, so that's been really cool for uh, Pedro and I. And um, My rookie season, it's going good so far. I, I guess I... I felt like after pregnancy that I was just going to be back and everything was going to be great and ready to go. And so um, I'm having to be patient with myself, but it's um, it's going pretty good so far. For Well, for, certainly. I mean, you, you pick up the start in that season opener. You've played 84 minutes on the year uh, for a team that started the season 0-1-1. Win's a little bit hard to come by, I think, with a lot of NWSL sides uh, this season, maybe short of North Carolina, but we won't talk about them at all uh <laughs> but but wins are, are the the points are being spread out uh, uh we'll put it that way in the nwsl do you think that speaks a little bit to the overall just depth and quality um and competitiveness in this league now in year five six um yeah definitely i mean 
especially with the um, Boston Spurgeon draft, I think um, everyone is just deeper in the season, so you see um, each team getting better. And it is still early on the season. I feel like, um, especially Chicago, we've had just so many injuries on our team that we're still kind of trying to get things figured out and um, kind of still trying to develop our playing style. Yeah, certainly hit a little bit by the injury bug. Like I mentioned, that kind of threw you into the fire a little bit. Your first official game as a professional, and and uh, head coach yeah. Williams comes to you and says, "By the way, you're going to start in the center of midfield." Uh, what was that moment kind of like? And and when you learned that you were going to get that that start? Um, exciting, but also nerve wracking, just because I wasn't expecting it so soon. I still, like I said, I feel like I'm coming back and I feel even every week is just so much better. Um, so it, yeah, I was a little surprised, but I knew that with the injuries that um, we as a team and um, as individuals on the team all would have to step up. And so I just kind of went with it. Going with it in your rookie season. I, I think that's what we like yeah. to hear from, uh, from another one of those former uh, BYU soccer starts that we followed for so long. Uh, before you were at BYU though, um, you had a pretty decent career. Uh, right here in Sandy, actually, site of Saturday's match at Alta High School. Won a championship on the field at Rio Tinto Stadium, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes. I've been thinking about that and just coming back there to play. And the last time I played there, that was such a big moment in my high school career for me. Certainly. A little, maybe a little bit of nostalgia creeping back in um, as you head home. I, I got to ask, have uh, have you fulfilled your allotment of uh, requests from friends and family who want to watch you play this Saturday? Oh, with tickets and stuff? Yeah, have you ever, have you been able to find enough tickets to are are you hitting up your teammates for to see if you can get their ticket allotment <sighs> and that kind of thing or See, I haven't even done that. I feel like normally, you know, at BYU whenever people would want to come, I was like trying to get all these tickets and, and stuff but I feel like now as a pro athlete I'm just like oh yeah like I'll see you there if you can make it so I'm kind of just leaving it to people like my family even bought their own tickets already um so I'm like hey if you want to come watch like you gotta you have to get your own tickets which I mean maybe that's cruel but well just, well, well uh, not, not yeah to... not something that I want to stress about getting ready for the game <laughs> Well, not to make you feel too uh, angst-ridden with that, but your family's not going to be alone at Rio Tinto Stadium. I just got word about 17,000 tickets have been sold for this inaugural home opener for the Royals. So uh, don't freak wow. out too much with that with that number. I'm sure a good number of them are going to that be rooting for you. That is incredible. But what what do you know about Utah Royals FC? I'm sure you guys have done a little bit of scouting. I'm obviously not asking you to give away your scouting report or anything like that. But, <laughs> but what have you noticed about this kind of hometown club of yours and, and the way they've played now through two games into the regular season? Have you been able to kind of check them out, find the live streams, that sort of thing, um, just, just sort of see the way that they like to play? What do you make of them? Um, I mean, yeah, so it's hard, like, I feel like I've been trying to watch um, all teams as much as I can. And like I said, everyone's still, like, in their opening games, and so it's hard to tell. We really actually haven't talked about Utah at all. We've just been trying to focus on us as a team. And so um, I guess maybe in the next couple of days we'll be talking about that. But, um, I mean, just for me watching them, they're good. Like, I'm I'm really excited to play them. And they, they try to play try to possess and so I think it'll be a good matchup for us yeah certainly really good matchup um 
that midfield battle between hope, hopefully you can get into this game. I'm, we're, we're crossing our fingers back here in Salt Lake City, but that midfield <laughs> matchup between kind of the way that you and your teammates like to play in there and then going up against somebody like Gunny Jan's daughter uh, for Utah could be a lot of fun to watch. Certainly really entertaining for this uh, potentially sellout crowd at Rio Tinto Stadium. So that, that was... Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um one player on that squad, she's a practice squad player right now, but she may or may not see a uh, short-term call-up here pretty soon. Uh, your former teammate at Alta, your former teammate at BYU, now you're going to be playing against her uh, in uh, Taylor Campbell-Isom. Uh, have you... Uh, have you exchanged any texts, kind of gone back and forth, maybe some some trash talking or put any bets down, <laughs> you know, who's going to win this game, anything like that? Ah, uh, yeah. So lately we haven't really um, – I think mostly we were just kind of cheering each other on in the beginning. Um, but there's definitely be some smack talking happening now. I don't know why we haven't yet. So it's probably going to be – a lot and very aggressive. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with a little clean trash talk, so keep it clean. Yeah. Um, yes. Keep it clean. Keep it honor code approved. Uh, but I'm sure <laughs> hey, BYU I'm not fans. A BYU anymore. Yeah, BYU, I'm sure some BYU fans would uh, would love to see a little bit of trash talk. Maybe get it get it yeah. on Twitter or uh, or or something of the like. Uh, certainly. <laughs> Well, Murph, you're uh, you're headed out here for this week, and you're coming back home to Rio Tinto Stadium. So we're gonna let you go, uh, just so that we uh, we don't keep you up too late and make uh, make the Red Stars PR department angry at us. Um, <laughs> really quick for the BYU fans that are listening, and also for the Royals fans, for those who just want to follow pro athletes uh, in the NWSL. You're on Twitter. Yes, I am. What, what's your What's your handle? Um, I believe it's Murph underscore Vast, just V-A-S, kind of combining my two names and not getting too much of the Vast and Salos in there because people can't remember it. So, <laughs> Murph underscore Vast on Twitter, former BYU star, former Alta High star, now coming back home uh, with the enemy for a lot of people in her hometown of Sandy, but there are certainly going to be a lot of people <laughs> cheering for at least one Chicago Red Star on the field this Saturday. I have a pretty good feeling. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm really excited. I I just hope my family doesn't come with, like, signs and stuff. But, you know, I guess what happens, like I said, I just have to roll with it. <laughs> Murph, thanks so much for joining us on uh, the Salt City FC podcast. Yeah, thank you. There you go, Michelle Murphy Vasconcelos. Uh, great conversation there, Sean. I'm excited to see her back in her home state. Uh, you mentioned this on Monday. She's already won some big games in Rio Tinto Stadium in her playing career, most notably in high school. So um, it'll be fun to see her back on the pitch at Rio Tinto, back in her home state. And I, I, you, I don't think you um, – people understand that this is a big deal for the state of Utah to have pro women's soccer here. I'm hoping the NWSL is able to thrive. They did have a, they had a, a contraction right before the season with one club um, shuttering its door. So they're down to nine clubs this season, but I'm hoping that this continues to grow and a good showing for Utah Royals with fans showing up and a good showing on the field by the team that could go a long way to helping other MLS owners start to buy into this league. 
Yeah, and I I think that's the hope with Deloy Hansen kind of starting this club in essence from scratch, inheriting some of FC Kansas City's players and and whatnot. But but really the entire front office, just the resource allocation, the 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 branding, the playing surface, everything. I mean, he was kind of he kind of started this whole thing from scratch in about two weeks' time. Uh, and, and yet, I agree. I, I think if the Royals can show that they can have success, that they can play well, that they can play attractive soccer and really jump right into this league, which is now the longest-running professional women's soccer league uh, in U.S. history, I think that'll go a long way towards convincing other MLS owners that, yes, indeed, this is a viable uh, alternative. This is a viable venture for them to get involved with. We're already seeing good things out of Portland, um, out of Houston, out of Orlando, and now out of Salt Lake. And I, I think more success from these clubs will will only kind of get the wheels churning uh, from other MLS owners to, to kind of spur more movement, I guess. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. All right, Sean, we'll wrap this up. Um, we are going to be back. Uh, maybe we'll knock some out on Saturday. We'll see what we can do after the after the Royals match on Saturday. But for sure, we'll be back next week with our regular, I guess, episode two. This is kind of a, uh, like almost this is episode, what, 1.5? It's kind of just an extra emerge pod. Is that what you called it on, on Twitter, if I, if I saw it correctly? Yeah, podcast extra, emerge pod, yeah. a little episode one. I like episode 1.5. That's not bad right there. Or maybe yeah. like. So maybe maybe not quite halfway. So like one point four two. Okay, fair enough. I like it. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll be back next week with episode two. I'm kind of looking forward to the Rocky Mountain Cup recap and Utah Royals against the Chicago Red Stars. Talking Real Monarchs, examining some of the news and notes around MLS. We'll even get some thoughts internationally. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on, Sean, in the soccer world. We'll be covering all for you here on Salt City FC. We appreciate everybody who is supporting the podcast. We're excited to be back in action after a long layoff. Um, check us out on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at Salt City FC. Hit us up. Drop us a line if you got questions at saltcitypod at gmail.com. We love hearing from listeners with questions, comments, concerns, um, hot takes, whatever you got. Send them to us. We're happy to shout you out on the radio. Should be a lot of fun. Any final thoughts from you, Sean? No, just that. Hit us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Salt City Football Club. Uh, get involved. Let us know if we're doing anything right or just as importantly what we're doing wrong so we can try to fix it uh if we can um and uh thanks for everybody for tuning in yeah absolutely all right sean we'll be back at it have a good evening and we'll talk to you soon peace